0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: As believers in Messiah, we know something. We know that one is justified, not by good deeds, but rather by faith. Now, what may be surprising to some is this. They think that that is revelation only from the New Testament, meaning this. Until Yeshua, that is, Jesus Christ came, and the apostles, that concept of being justified by faith was was non-existent. But when we look properly at the word of God, we see that being justified by faith was something that did not originate in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament specifically, in what's called the Torah, the torah is the first five books of the old testament and there within the book of genesis and i'm speaking about genesis chapter 15 and verse 6 we come across a verse that clearly teaches in fact there's only one understanding and that is that one is justified by faith not by works of the law and how can we be so sure that one's not justified by works of the law Because the one who was declared righteous, and by the way, in the Greek language, there's only one word for both justification and being declared righteous. Same word. So whether your Bible speaks about justification or whether it uses the phrase being declared righteous, it's the same word in the original language. And in both situations, we find that that comes about not by the works of men, but rather through the grace of God, through godly activity. I'm speaking specifically about the work of Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, upon that cross. Well, let's begin. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Romans and chapter 4. The book of Romans and chapter 4. Now, I've shared with you many times thus far in our study of this epistle that Paul is writing to a congregation and that congregation consisted of both Jews and Gentiles that were made one group because of a shared faith. And through that faith, and they knew this, that they were made acceptable, they were justified, they were saw as righteous, in God's sight not because of deeds or works but because of the power of faith and I want to state that again there is a power to faith and Paul is going to reveal that once more from the Torah from the book of Genesis so let's begin therefore what shall we say now paul is writing to this congregation and he says we need to come to an agreement you need to be assured of this so he's reminding them of this doctrine he says therefore what should we say our father abraham he being found and that is an idiom now we know the expression to be lost meaning separated from god And if you're lost, if that situation changes and you're now found, that means you are in a relationship with God. So when Paul says here, our father Abraham, when he was found, some Bibles will say discovered, but it's literally the word for being found. And some would say that that means that this one is being recognized by God as in a covenant relationship with God. And I like that idea of covenant because obviously when we're speaking about Abraham, we should always remember that God established a covenant with Abraham, and that covenant obviously was was established not by works, but rather by faith. And we'll come to that verse because Paul's going to quote it in a moment. So once again, therefore what shall we say? Abraham our father he was found according to the flesh and I would would underline that term flesh why because in this context he's speaking about the works of the flesh he's talking about what he has done so literally for from our standpoint what Paul is saying is this this is what we should say is it true that Abraham our father that he was justified, that he was made righteous, that he was found by God in a covenant relationship with God by works of the flesh. And what does he say here? Well, look at the next verse, verse 2. He says, for if Abraham from works, out of works, his behavior, in other words, if he was justified by works, then what? he has something to boast about. He could boast, but he says, but not before God, meaning this. Nowhere according to God's framework do we see anything in the scripture going back not just in the New Testament, but also throughout the Old Testament specifically in the Torah. We find nowhere in the Torah that it says, one is declared righteous, made righteous, by good works those who believe that good works and some even put it this way if you just have more good works than you have sin then then those good works cancel out your sin and you are positive meaning you will be accepted by god because you have more good works than than sins here again that may sound very rational to our mind but no verse of scripture justifies supports such a position no if we want to base our faith on the word of god we're going to come to a very 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 different conclusion and we'll see this in a moment but look again at verse two for if avraham from works was justified meaning made righteous he has something to boast about but not before god why now look at verse three for what does the scripture say. Now, again, I like the fact that Paul is basing his his teaching not upon his rational mind, not on human wisdom, not upon what makes sense to him and sense to others, not in order that others would simply agree with him because it seems so logical. But Paul, when he teaches, he's constantly, and I want to say that again, he is constantly referring to the scriptures. And from Paul's standpoint, the scriptures are the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh, the Old Testament. So he says, for what says the scripture? And he says, but Avraham. Why is that word but there? Because it shows a contrast. In contrast to someone being justified by works, works of the flesh. He says, in contrast to that, Avraham Believed God. That's what I like. All he did was say yes to God. What the word of God reveals, Avraham believed. Therefore, it says, Avraham believed God, and the fact that he believed God, it says, and it was credited to him for righteousness. That's the principle. That's what we see in the Hebrew language. Avraham, heimin ba'ashem which means Abraham believed in God and it was accounted, reckoned to him. And this word for reckoning or accounting is just that. It is a business term. It has legal implications. It speaks about something which is legally acceptable. So Abraham found righteousness before God, not by works, but by faith this is what the torah teaches this is what is found in genesis chapter 15 and verse 6 now keep reading look if you would to verse 4 but to the one who works who does labor to the one who works the wage that is the reward what he receives for that work that he does so to the one that that does work the wage is not accounted not reckoned according to grace now grace is something that's that's unmerited not something that that we deserve but something that we don't deserve but we get anyway that's what grace is now there's many other aspects and outcomes results from grace biblical grace but here in just a simple understanding grace is is something that receives a reward not based upon what is done but it's given freely it's given graciously as a gift not out of some merit not out of earning so the example once again verse 4 but to the one who works the wage is not reckoned or thought of according to grace but according to the debt meaning this If you go to work and you work throughout the week, at the end of the week, you get a paycheck and you earn that. That's not grace that you're receiving. You earned that, you merited that. But this is not what he's talking about. He's talking about something that is gracious. And what is that? What God does in rewarding to faith, not to works, but to faith, this new status this new condition of being declared righteous before him so once again to the one who works the wage is not accounted for according to grace but according to a debt verse 5 but to the one and listen to this to the one who does not work what does he do he doesn't work but rather it says believing upon the one who makes righteous who justifies the ungodly so this is the difference avraham he had faith what does the scripture says he believed in the one who's that one god god the son who did the work messiah yeshua he does the work he's the one that justifies that that causes the ungodly one to be to be declared righteous and then it says in the second part of verse five his faith is accounted for righteousness so this is the second time that we see paul teaching this that it's his faith we're speaking about avraham but avram why is he called our father because he's an example and that we are going to to enter into his family In the same way that he entered into the covenant how did he enter into the covenant he entered into the covenant and there's no disagreement concerning this the torah the book of genesis is quite clear he entered into this covenant by faith and this faith and the covenant purpose was to change abraham and make him righteous in god's sight and this is what the scripture is saying Look now to verse 6. Now, Paul, wanting to show not only is this a Torah principle, but we see it in other places in the scripture. And therefore, Paul is once more going to quote from the Old Testament, here specifically from the book of Psalms and Psalm 32, a marvelous psalm, one that teaches that same gospel truth. So look at it, verse 6 just as also david says what did david says he says blessed is the man whom god accounts for righteous apart from works so we have here in the scripture that god does something and david speaks of it that god accounts to a man and blessed is this one that God accounts to him righteousness. And this righteousness comes to him, not based upon works, anything that he has done. And here's the truth of the matter. We can't do anything that is going to cause God, according to his standards of holiness, his framework, for him to, to say, you've done it. You have made yourself righteous. There's nothing that we can do. So once again, verse six, just as David says, blessed is the one, in this case, is the man, whom God accounts as righteous. And here's this big, this big takeaway, apart from without works, in other words. Verse seven, blessed is he, who sins, and this word for sins, it's a word for lawlessness. Why is that? Those who violate the Torah commandments. So once more, he says, verse seven, blessed are those whom their lawless deeds are forgiven and whom their sins, now it says sins, the sins are covered up now who covers them up only god can do that and when we have god working in our life in order to cover up our sins and not to hold us accountable for those lawless deeds but instead of giving us what we deserve he gives us grace and that grace brings about forgiveness and that forgiveness puts us in a situation where we can enter into and hear this an eternal relationship with God that's what Paul is speaking about now look at verse eight he says blessed is the man now if you've been paying attention you've seen three times that Paul speaks about blessing and blessing comes as an outcome of what God has done When we speak about being blessed, and that means being brought into the family of God by means of a covenant, we can never forget that Abraham entered into a covenant. That's what's being emphasized, this eternal covenant that one can have by by being justified by faith, not by works of the law. So again, verse eight, blessed is a man, whom the Lord does not account his sins. In other words, we see a principle. There are sins in that man's life. He is guilty, but God does not account. Now, this word accounting is a word for, for counting, meaning God is not going through and, and charging against you your sinfulness. What has he done? He's covered up that. No longer is that something that you are going to be judged by him because of. Why? Well, we've already talked about it. We've spoken about how, if you look again, we see in verse 7, blessed is the one who's what? Who is forgiven their lawlessness. And he's saying this same thing. Look again at verse 8. Blessed is a man whom the Lord does not reckon his sins verse 9 therefore this blessed one this blessing is upon i want to speak this clearly he says therefore this blessing fourth time he used this word blessing therefore this blessing is upon the circumcised that's how you get it first you have to be circumcised you know there were some that taught that paul encountered them for example uh made mention of them in the book of galatians so he says, this blessing, therefore, is upon the circumcised or also upon the uncircumcised. And this is most relevant. Why? Well, for a couple of reasons, one of which we have in Rome, a congregation of Jew and Gentile. We can put that in other terms, those who have been circumcised and those who are not. Is this this blessing? Is it available for those Who are only circumcised and paul's going to answer this question and he's going to prove it once again from the torah so verse 9 therefore this blessing it's upon the circumcised or also upon the uncircumcised for we say and here this saying is kind of a declarative sense paul is making a statement with authority Look again. He says, for we say that Abraham was blessed. How was he blessed? Because of faith, Abraham was was blessed. That is, it was reckoned to him because of faith for righteousness. So once again, for we say that, that Abraham was reckoned by his faith as righteous so righteousness was that key key outcome that was was declared to him why well this is the third or fourth time that we've seen this because of faith so let me say this there is a power to faith and that power of faith establishes a covenant and that covenant is what is referred to in the torah in the book of genesis beginning in genesis chapter 12 having to do with the life of avraham which serves as the patriarch of all those who are going to be part of the family of god and if you pay attention to that that covenant of abraham you find that it's a covenant a blessing so avraham's covenant is so by ones who are part of that covenant can experience blessing by God for eternity. So once again, we say that Abraham he was reckoned for righteousness. Why? It was his faith. Now, it's very important that we see that this being reckoned is in the passive, meaning something caused him to be accounted, to be declared in this way and what we see over and over and over and paul repeats himself what we see that it's faith that's that key cause that causes him to be accounted rendered in god's eyes as righteous now look at verse 10 therefore how was he reckoned meaning how in what condition was him was he in in the state of being circumcised or in meaning in the state of being uncircumcised not in circumcision but in uncircumcision so what we find and this is supported easily when you study the torah that is the book of genesis because when you look at genesis 12 13 14 15 and 16 all of this has to do with abraham's call God inviting him into a covenant relationship. God revealing what the outcome of that covenant is, blessing. And God speaking to Abraham. And what did he do? The scripture says that Abraham believed God. That is the word belief in both the the Old Testament and the New Testament. We have believing and faith, They, they derive from the same word and therefore abraham believed he had faith in god and that faith was the cause that caused him to be accounted for being declared justified in god's presence we can say it a different way being declared righteous in god's presence and we know something this all happened the revelation begin in chapter 12 it says in chapter 15 and verse 6 that abraham believed god And God, at that moment, in verse 6 of chapter 15, God declared him to be righteous, to be justified in God's presence, to be part of this covenant covenant hope. Now, we know something else. When that declaration was made, what state was Avram in? This is what verse, verse 11 is speaking about. Look again. We see here, going back actually to verse 10, therefore how was he accounted? Meaning, in what condition was he accounted to be righteous? Being circumcised or being in uncircumcision? And then it answers, not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision, verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision. Why? As a seal of righteousness, the righteousness by faith while he was what while he was uncircumcised for him to be what was the outcome for him to be the father of all all the ones who are believing while they're uncircumcised for the reckoning accounting also to them for righteousness now what's these two verses saying it's saying we need to pay attention that Abraham was declared righteous while he was uncircumcised. He wasn't circumcised until the end of chapter 17. And why was he? Because this circumcision that he went through in chapter 17, what does it say? Look at verse verse 11. He received the sign of, of circumcision, which is the seal of righteousness, by faith he did so while he was uncircumcised he received that and what is this seal what is circumcision about circumcision is a sign that conveys to the community that that the death of the flesh that's what we want to experience the death of that carnal nature the death what the rabbis call the nefesh Behemit, that that carnal spirit that fleshly that animal instinct that does what we want to do what our body tells us to do we don't want to walk in in obedience to our body our flesh that sinful nature we want to see that sinful nature rendered powerless die and what causes the death of the flesh speaking of that 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 evil inclination that we all have that we're born with what brings about the defeat the death of that carnal nature is faith not works it's only after believing after having faith will our works our behavior be altered and therefore it says here look at verse 11 and he received the sign of circumcision which is the seal of righteousness by faith while he was uncircumcised why in order that he would be the father of all all the ones who are believing while they were still uncircumcised for them to be reckoned meaning it be also reckoned to them for righteousness last verse verse 12 and the father of the circumcised to the ones not being circumcised only meaning He's the father of the circumcised and also those who have not been circumcised. But to the ones who walk in the steps of faith while being uncircumcised, our father Abraham, meaning Abraham, he walked in faith being uncircumcised. Therefore, he's a father of those who are circumcised and he's a father of those who are uncircumcised. We all have something in common. And what is that? We walk in faith, being obedient to the call. Abraham had a call, and so do you.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch.